3: Good afternoon everyone
1: 3:33 on a Wednesday afternoon. Welcome to the show Kimbo on the Rich with you for the next 2 hours live from Studio Lumo say All thanks to our wonderful friends at Hyundai and Balfour's who have been baking people happy since 1853 talking of making people happy or not. Happy <laughs>
4: people Rooch, here he is. Rooch,
3: here he
2: is. Hey. Rooch. Shaka-laka,
4: as long as I make you happy,
2: kid.
4: Right, no need for that look. Shaka-laka, shaka-laka, shaka-laka. You, well, what did you do at the grand folder? You have completely worn yourself out, haven't you? No, actually, well, was, I was well behaved. Really? Yeah, I Imagine was. if you weren't. Um, oh, I'm
1: going to ring your sister. She'll tell me what really happened. Well, she leaves early. She'd have no idea. <laughs> They're in the rat. The they go to bed early. They go to bed at... No, they're out later than that, but they oh, normally go to bed at 9 o'clock and they like getting up at 5.30. Good on them. I, I think they've got issues. They like, they like
4: long walks as well.
1: They do. They yeah. love their walks and their mm. bike rides, but well, hey, we digress.
4: We must give a shout-out to our good friend Tim Tampauly. Terrible car accident. Oh, yeah. So we hope he's well. I know his car's being fixed up at the moment. His new car, too. But, yeah, a bit shaken up, I'm told.
1: All right. Well, thinking of you, Timmy, yeah. we hope everything's luck, uh, okay. Uh, looking forward to today's show. At 4 o'clock, Matty Rendell will join us. Bit of action down at Alban this afternoon, Roach. Oh,
4: yeah. Do you reckon it's caused a bit of a stir in our ranks? Mmm. Well, no, yes. ca- no cow wow. noises. What's our ranks? Oh, our media ranks. So they've door stopped. Your ranks. Oh, you're in the team as well. Come on. No. <laughs> So not, they've door stopped, the as the term is. Jack Graham, as he's arrived at Adelaide Airport, and he said, oh, I'm just here to meet family. Well, well, who did? Nine and seven, all the TV crews were there. Okay, yeah. and they door stopped him. Yes, he said, He's here to meet family, he wasn't going to meet the clubs. Seven stayed on the game, if you get my drift, mm-hmm. followed him to Alberton. Now, the question you're telling me he will not go to West Lakes? That was my understanding after
1: talking to different people over the weekend. Um, as much as they like him, and they certainly had a sniff yep. uh, a year or two ago, but uh, with all the plans they have, and we can only guess, but we think, you know, obviously we know Isaac Rankin, and we spoke yesterday. Maybe mm-hmm. it's Jason Horn francis It's meant to be a super draft next year. Maybe it's all based around oh, that. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, as much as they like him, uh, he's not part of their plans. So. so a
4: very coy Jack Graham has met... Chris Davies, Ryan Burton, Ken Ingley at Port Adelaide. Two of the facility?
1: Look, he'd be a good player, in very good player in any club. It just gets down to balance. Yeah. So where are you going to play him? I believe he needs to play in the midfield. Mm. He's a tough nut. You've got Bokey, you've got Wines.
4: What happens to Willem Drew?
1: Well, that's, the, that's where there's a little bit of pressure. So This there? is where
4: we need Matt Randell to now work us through what Richmond would want because they've got a fair shopping list. They're going to need a heap of draft picks to satisfy GWS for Hopper and Taranto. So mm. contracted player as well, Kim. Now, we always talk about contracted players costing more. Do You cost more when you're being squeezed out. Last Matt. Well, you shouldn't. Shouldn't. You're a hyper last Matt.
1: Well, we'll throw that to Maddie. And there's also talk about Aaron Francis that Port Adelaide were interested in him, but now the Sydney Swans. Yeah, they've thrown their hat in the ring as well. So if you have a question for Maddie Rendell, send it through via Mm. the text zero four two seven one five four one double six, and we'll present that question to him. Text coming through. Roots, you always make me happy. Oh, thank.
4: That's from Annie. Thank you, Annie.
1: Annie, Annie, and hope to
4: see you Friday night.
1: Annie and Kerry, they, they like you. Haven't heard from Kerry for a while. Hope you're well, Kerry. Um, John Casey joins us at five o'clock. Uh, his enthusiasm has no limits. Correct. He and is he an absolute be, ripper.
4: He would be hopping today after the results went exactly as he wanted them last night. Yeah, and that's World in the FIBA Cup. World
1: Cup. Uh, he's over there covering that. Uh, you can see it on KO, courtesy of ES- ESPN. Um, Yeah, we needed two results. Australia needed to beat Japan. Serbia needed to beat France, which was no easy task. Mm. Both happen. So now we, as in the Opals, avoid the USA if we make it through to the gold medal playoff. Good. Very good. Let's hope we can complete the task. Mm. Now, we'll go around the grounds before we get into the big story today. And, of course, that is Joel Selwood. I believe everyone would be aware of that. We'll get to that very, very shortly. We want to pay our due respect. Mm. Uh, We touched on Jack Graham. Just quickly around the ground so the Cats have acted very quickly. Roots, they've delisted five players. Well, the
4: one that will be gaining attention in our market in Adelaide will be Francis Evans, who played seven games. He was a number 41 draft pick a fair while ago. But a lot of talk that he's going to finish up at Port Adelaide. Now, he's just going to be a delisted player, so that's an easy pick-up. Costs them nothing. It's just a matter of them working out. Does he fit? Does he work into their salary cap? Seems to be tick, tick, tick. You dropped this one about five weeks ago, I believe. So there you are, Quentin Narkle. There's an interesting one. He's one of the five. He'll get picked up. Yeah, I'd think so. Sparkle
1: Narkle. Yep. So,
4: so, and then they've removed a defender, and Nick Stevens, a mid-season rookie. This is always difficult when the mid-season rookies go, don't they? Zane Williams, he's off the list because mm. we argue that point. Well, why are you picking players if you then don't need them? And they had a Category B rookie Ruckman and Paul Sapolitis. Now, I'm not sure if he was a basketballer because Category B means you come from another sport, yep. don't you? had so a not mid-season
1: sure. draft there too as well, didn't yeah, that was
4: Yeah, that was Zane Williams. That's the yeah. one I'm saying. It's always tough when those guys get picked up uh, in the middle of the season and then that's it.
1: I, th- I think that's wrong. If you're going to drag someone I agree with you, you you should away at least. from their full-time employment, yep. family. Yep. It's like with Adelaide. They're still to make any announcements. Brett Turner. Mm. Uh, If they don't give him another year, they shouldn't have damn well got him to start with, especially his situation. He was injured. And we spoke to him. He's got a family business with his dad. Exactly. Um, Yeah, that's a lot to ask of someone. I know they're chasing their dreams, but they should be given 18 months. I reckon that should be a rule. Is that a silly rule?
4: Well, at this moment, you can either get a six-month contract or you can get it out to two years, can't you?
1: I think if you're going to do, and that'll help Sample Clubs as well, if you're going to do a, pick up someone in the mid-season draft, it should be automatically 18 months.
4: Agreed. You like Six it? Six months to establish yourself, a year to then get into the site. It's, it's logic, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah,
1: that'd be very disruptive to that uh, young lad. Mm. Uh, Roots, there's been a lumber of the best and fairest or club champions. Last night, Richmond held theirs. Tommy Lynch got up by a vote over Daniel Rioli, who's been a mild sensation since going to the half-back flank.
4: Mm. Now, do you want to do it club by club and see how the umpires compared to the clubs?
1: Um, well, no, I want to get into Joel Selwood, uh, but we can do that later, though. Uh,
4: you've got all the clubs. How many clubs have held there so far? Six so far. I think we've got... Uh, Adelaide is very shortly. Adelaide is tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. I'm only assuming, I didn't check this, but I'm assuming Port's not going to do theirs until <laughs> the AFLW season ends so they can just do it all in one big night. Oh, well, that'd be a good idea. Sounds the best way to do it, doesn't it? I like it. Big complicated for Adelaide because they've had season six mm. already and season seven is already underway. Uh, yeah, so there's a fair few BNFs and it's always interesting to compare how the club... And the umpires see the games, isn't it?
1: Well, I know you've done a bit of homework, Root, so we'll definitely get mm. to that. But I think we should address the situation. We've just got a statement from Alistair mm, Clarkson too. Look, we'll get into Joel Selwood and then we'll get to this statement from Alistair Clarkson as well. Joel Selwood, uh, some are saying that he's been the best captain ever in the game, VFL and AFL. He'd have to be in the equation for the way he conducts himself, the way he leads, the way he's revered and respected.
4: Yeah. It um, would be. Who would we have on the list before we discuss Joel Selwood? Well, we'll we'll get to that.
1: I'll give you time to think about it. People can have their say, 0427 154 166. Luke Hodge would get a mention. Michael Voss would get a mention. But Definitely. this is Joel Selwood uh, announcing his retirement.
5: Easier for me um, today um, than probably what most people would think. Um, I decided that this would be it. Um, that I'd finish my playing days at the Geelong Footy Club, uh, when lose or draw, come the end of the year um, it was a de- decision made um, amongst my manager who I wanted to catch up with before round 23 um, we didn't then decided, as I got him to ask a few as he's got a few of the current players on the list Mitch, um, Tom Hawkins, Tom Stewart um, over the year to just um, see how I'm going and, uh, and if I should move on. I then touch base with Paddy Dangerfield, obviously, um, to see how he thinks I'm going um, through background just uh, through background chats, and they're as loyal people as you would get. Um, they all want me to play on. Uh, it's not going to be the case. Um, I went to Tommy and I decided that we should speak to Hawk. Um, and just get his opinion. He said the same thing, it's up to me um, whether I go on. Um, and I decided uh, out of that that um, I could go probably at 85% next year um, and I'd, everyone would look after me but I'd had to, I had to be all in and uh, I just couldn't um, do that. I've had such a fun year this year um, amongst the playing group, amongst his football club. Uh, home life's been really good. I'm um, having a baby come February, which is exciting. Um, and uh, from there, I had to go in and tell the coach uh, on Friday morning um, before we played West Coast, and um, I didn't know that Hock hadn't spoken to him. Um, so that was uh, one of the toughest conversations that I've had to do, along with um, telling a few others, but. That Friday morning, I uh, went in there and um, uh, basically told him that I was okay. I was okay with the decision that um, I'd come to with Hock and Tommy. And he um, it, it was, wasn't too sure what I was talking about, but I had to explain to him that I wouldn't be um, continuing on next year. Um,
0: How would the meeting go post that?
5: well first we first of all we had a bit of a cry together i went to walk out the door and then i had to turn around and uh have another hug before i walked out um and then scotty's probably delivered his worst performance of a (laughs) pre-game speech that i've ever seen um which was quite disappointing because it was paddy's 300th, and i took the moment away from him um but it was uh you know we had a we had a special time Um, I couldn't even tell a couple of my best mates um, until grand final week. Frully and brocky. Um couldn't tell any of the players. Couldn't let them play on emotion. So it was a visit to Hawke's House yesterday morning, um, which wasn't easy. Popped off, popped into Mitch's on the way from there, and then as the day went on, I grabbed a few other of um, the important people at this footy club. That's you know every, everyone's important. Sorry, but. Um, Paddy, Stewie, Blitz and Guth, who I played footy with for over 200 games, you know, majority of them. Um, it's been unbelievable. I've had uh, great support the whole way along. Managers, Tommy and Catherine, um, can't thank them enough. They, they know that they, they've guided me the whole journey um, with what I should be doing, who I should be speaking to, how I deliver things. Um, my family sit in the front row. Uh, three brothers that I've grown up. We played footy against each other at the highest level. Um, I got to play with one of them. Um, you know, I won't. Whatever I say, it won't do them justice. Um, mum and dad, the journey started, and um, you know, I just I can't really put into words and. Um, I can't understand how they did what they did for us us boys back then and got us to games and fed us and we're here, we all had a good crack at it. Um, The journey's been good and I just want to speak about the Geelong Footy Club as a whole. Um, I've played under three presidents, Um, I've had two coaches, two CEOs, three footy managers and it's just such a stable and um, unbelievable place to go to work Um, led by those people that have been in charge over those those times but um, they put people in underneath them that uh, love going to work you don't come to the Geelong footy club to go to work for money you come for the experience and uh, I've loved every part of that I guess I can pass it over to whoever now I'm a bit sick of speaking (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> I spoke well, spoke very, oh, very he well. Did. Uh, what a wonderful career, uh, statistically as well.
4: Oh, the great thing about this is, Kim, that the way Geelong has presented it, where they've done their statement on his exit, but not loaded up with any of his record, is virtually to say he is a man who goes with his record before him anyway. They've only mm-hmm. told you that if you go through their release, all they say in it, he's played 355 games, club record, points out 239 of those are with captain. Now, he's got four flags, six All-Australian titles, Three best and fairest at Geelong. That's how Geelong value him mm. in that state. But when you look at what his peers have done, four times they voted in the most courageous player in the league. That says a lot. Once they voted in the best captain and they voted him the best. Only once. F- well, wow, once. Mm. Best, uh, sorry, Best first year player. That resume says Hall of Fame, just open your doors, let him in. Well,
1: he gets a lot of accolades. There's no doubt about that. He gets a lot of accolades. We'll get to those shortly from his coach, who says that he is the best player to have ever played at Geelong. That's a huge statement. We'll flesh oh, the you
4: Look at the list of Geelong players we'll flesh going, that back, one out. going back in their history. We're going to spend oh. a bit
1: more time because he's so revered and respected. Uh, mm. This was Joel being asked, was it an easy decision to make?
5: Yeah, very comfortably. Um, I... <laughs> Played OK in that last game of the year against West Coast and then in the first final I, I went OK again and uh, it was probably only my wife that said, are we making the right decision? <laughs> at that stage there was only you know six people um, that, that um, knew. Um, my brothers didn't even know at that stage. Um, decided to tell them a little bit more further down the track. Um, so that it was uh, it was an easier decision. I, I chose to do it that way.
1: This is Joel Roach. I love this one. I love it. Anyone that's played sport to know that you're about to go out on your terms. This was I found this quite incredible. Uh, he was talking about sitting on the bench in the last quarter with 15 minutes to go, and he looked to his left and he looked to the right and the players alongside of him.
5: I came off in the last quarter. Um, Sam the Coning was on the uh, interchange. Bench with me on one side. Blitz was on the other side. You can't, you can't finish. Um, which is pretty special. Like a 21-year-old kid, probably read the moment. Blitz knew that I was in a bit of trouble. Um, my, the heart was racing. The eyes were watering. Um, and I knew that I was going out for my last 15 minutes uh, of the game. Yeah, of my career. And, um, yeah. I am a little bit soft.
1: (laughs) But how many people get to go out under those conditions and those terms to know you're going out there to play the last
4: 15 minutes I'm trying to remember, what was Crawford's grand final? Was that a tight one or one that he would have known for a while that the game was over, he knew what he was going to say at the end where he, you know, takes Mm. the middle. That's what I'm talking about. So there's very few. I'm trying to remember, how did that grand
1: final end? or uh, someone will send a text, yeah, send a text, the, text, the text line. To we'll, we'll look it up Premier if not.
4: If he had a fair bit of time to think about it in the last quarter, yeah. like Joel Selwood did. Joel well, Selwood had the second half, didn't he?
1: 04-27-154-166. We'll take a break. We'll come back, and uh, we'll open up the lines about whether he's the best player ever or not. It's all subjective, these things, Rooch, but that's the way Chris Scott feels. Uh, we'll hear from him right after the break. 3.56, Matt Rendell coming up after the 4pm news. If you'd like to ask him a question, send a text on 0427 154 We're here thanks to Balfours. The Balfours in one hand, your team's colours in the other. Balfours are for the game. About to hear from Chris Scott. A text has come through, Roach. Congratulations to a champion, Joel Selwood. Great career. But if Chris Scott says he's the best player, maybe he's the greatest servant, more like it. Otherwise, Aaron Keating is the greatest Crows player of all time, from Arthur in Harndorf. Longbow. Let's have a listen to what oh. he what he said, Roach. Mm. Um, oh, let's hear. Does he say best player ever or best player at Geelong? Let's have a listen, Chris Scott.
6: Well, Joel and I, in particular, have spoken about um, the the uh, inevitability of that day coming. Uh, but the thing that continually struck me about Joel was his ability to care for others and prioritise others. So, you know, the, the end of, in my opinion, he's it the best, when you take everything into consideration, he's the best player I've ever seen uh, and the best representative of the Geelong Footy Club that you could possibly imagine. And so even when uh, the opportunity came for him to take a bit of the limelight, his priority was to make sure that his decision didn't negatively impact anyone else. And If you don't mind me saying, he spoke really well just before to the rest of the playing group around uh, the need to keep it from everyone so they could prioritise the team performance going into a final series. Uh, Did play pretty well in that last game um, against West Coast and the first final as well and yeah, I think he was committed to his decision, but the greatest going out on top, I just can't think of a better way for, um, for Joel to finish. And he'll just, I, I think he will, like he'll still be our biggest fan. You know, he spoke much better about it 15 minutes ago than I am now, um, but he doesn't know any other way. Um, and that's only one of the reasons we love him. Tom
4: Tomali left as a premiership captain. Didn't come back for his two hundredth game. Cameron Ling left as a premiership captain. Joel Selwood leaves as a premiership captain. It's not bad. Not a bad way to go, <laughs> it's is it? Amazingly,
1: uh, the best ever.
4: Uh, uh, and it's not. We don't want to rain on his parade. That's his at all, call. That's it's his, his call. Right? It's his opinion. But there would be some blokes in the Brisbane teams that he shares premiership medals with, who would Michael be Boss. in the, well, even Simon Black, Nigel mm. Lappin. Even Jason Ackermanus, if you want to go to Jonathan Brown. Uh, but if you want to do Geelong, there's two ablets. There's two ablets <laughs> well, I to know, think about.
1: I it. know. There's a man called Polly Farmer.
4: A legend of the game. Graham Polly Farmer, who changed the way the game was played. There's Brownlow medalists. Well, Alistair Lord, he was one of their great Brownlow medalists mm. of the 50s. Bernie Smith, our own Bernie Smith, out of West Adelaide, goes to Geelong, becomes a team of the century player for the AFL. For mm. You know, the AFL's team of the century. And then the recent times, you've got Couch, Chapman, Bartell, Johnson. You had Paul Wade there in the 70s. Mm. There's a fair list of Geelong players who you could line up as Hall of Famers and say, wow, if Joel Selwood is standing above all of them, that's an enormous pedestal.
1: He's well, been put beauty on is in the eye of the beholder, and just to be in the conversation, exactly. I think's fair enough. Yep. Yep. But uh, that was Chris Scott. We'll hear a little bit more from Joel Selwood a little bit later. We've got to go to the four o'clock news. Just a reminder, Matt Rendell, a few texts coming through. If you'd like to ask Matthew a question, we'll present that to him. Uh, John Casey, he's up and about at the moment because the Opals are looking good. To maybe we don't want to get ahead of ourselves, Roach. Make it through to the gold medal playoffs. Against the USA. Bit of hard work to do, but a big win uh, last night. Uh, All that and more coming up on Kimba and the Roots. We are live from Studio Lumo SA. Three minutes past four on a Wednesday afternoon. It's hump day on Kimba on the Roach. We're here thanks to our good friends at Balfours. No matter your club's colours, Balfours are for the game. Trade Radio update for CMC Markets. Trade your way with CMC Markets. Visit cmcmarkets.com. Matt Rendell, thirty seconds away. What about this text? Someone's being facetious, aren't they, Roach? We're trying to celebrate Joel Selwood's career. This text says, "Do you think the umpires tightening up on the ducking of the head rule this year?" influenced his decision at all is that one someone being humorous or is that serious do you
4: think no it's not even funny
1: not funny no oh oh, oh, serious reach then let's go to a man that's disrespectful uh, let's go to a man okay all right let's go to a man that uh, has a sense of humor matt rendall hello matthew
7: they well, were taking it, surely.
1: <laughs> yeah, but, I think um, I think they were. Come on, Ruchie. Yeah, come, come on, on Rooch. Have a little chuckle. Yeah. No, no, not
4: today. <laughs> he can get a little not testy
1: today. at times, Matty, I tell let, you.
4: Let, oh, the, let the, really the man. Let the man man. walk yeah. the red carpet with all of us <laughs> applauding rather than taking <laughs> cheap shots. Hang on, please. we've got we've got yeah.
1: a text here from Ethel from Etheldon. Uh She says the only thing Roochie has in common with the Selwoods cell, is neither of them have made. Your sexiest man man alive list. You didn't get on
4: that, Roach. <laughs> no,
1: I didn't. That's all a right. bit. Maddie,
4: we no, need you to put bit... your, uh, your. That's a bit harsh. Yeah. <laughs> now, Matthew, Jack Graham's at Alberton. He's meeting Ken Inkley, Chris Davies, Ryan Burton. He's having got oh, the facilities.
7: So it is on the move. It is on the move. Well, he, he came to town Touch and it. he
4: told everyone at the airport he was well, only here to visit family, and then all of a sudden he bobs oh. up at Alberton. <laughs>
3: Uh,
7: yeah, they wouldn't have been anyone staking out Alberton, would they? No, of they were. Channel not. Seven
4: was.
3: Yeah, Yeah, they exactly. were
7: the only ones. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, go they got on. vision. Come on, you blokes. you've lost your sense of humour, you There would have been fifteen reporters out there at mm. Alberton waiting for that. Um, not really smart having the meeting at Alberton, is it? Oh well, uh, what, th- what difference does if it if make? You it a, if you try to keep it, if you're to keep it a secret, it probably doesn't worry poor.
4: No.
1: Nah.
7: but. Uh, yeah, that's, a, that's interesting. So, but it wouldn't uh, well, worry is, Richmond either, this this though. a serious start.
1: No, nah, it wouldn't bother Richmond either because they he's probably trying to squeeze him out. So you are the list-gearer. Well, he he's, he's too good a player to squeeze out, isn't he? Well, they brought in Taranto and Hopper. Well, I know
7: that, but he still fits in their midfield. You know, Dusty probably plays more forward. Well, why he is he visiting clubs and then? Cotchen.
4: Or club. What's that? He's Why? saying he's, going to, he's only going to visit one club. Well, I don't believe
1: he's going to. Adelaide had a sniff before. My understanding is uh, yeah. as much as they like him, no, they don't so have he's room. Got,
7: so he's got one year to go on his contract, mm. uh, Graham. So uh, he would be looking at it and thinking, okay, end of next year, I'm at Richmond, Hopper and Taranto go really well, Dusty, Bolton, uh, uh Bolton. Shea. At, yeah, Bolton and um, Baker. Or do I, what sort of contract do I? What sort of contract do I get? Is it going to be just another year, or can I get a five-year at Port Adelaide in, at the twenty-four? Would be 20, yeah. twenty-four? Yeah. at twenty-four years of age and get a a really good money deal at Port Adelaide for five years, which I think he could get, and I think this is a very very good move by him. Smart move for himself. Um. Uh, Take the opportunity while you can, like Dunkley did. Luckily, Dunkley got a second go at it. Um, So very smart move and a good move by Port. They could certainly use him in the midfield, use his leadership and
4: his toughness. And and
7: more importantly, his contested ball work, which Mm. Port were abysmal at this year. He's
4: okay. They sit down at the table. Yeah, what's it cost? Richmond's looking there and they want assets to be able to throw to GWS. Port Adelaide mm. wants Graham. We've now concluded that Graham's made his call. How do we close so this deal, Port, Matt?
7: So Port Adelaide have got. Well, we think you know the the the, the aim on Jin um, Rioli should be separate. I would have thought. It just seems to me to be an easy handover. So Porter got picked. Um, what's his first pick in the Eight.
4: draft? Eight. Eight.
7: And Richmond have got uh, plenty. Um, but they're trying to do another deal. Yeah. Um, it, does, does, you give up pick eight and get 19 back suit?
4: Ah, so you do
7: Graham?
1: Eight for, eight for Graham and 19, and 19 for, for, for
4: Richmond back to Port Adelaide. Does that? Oh, how does that balance out?
1: And then they get about a, uh, th- uh 30 for Amon.
4: When it blows uh, out, well, yeah. we
7: were thought mid twenties, and then okay. hand that straight over for. That's an interesting that, one. Does that work? That's interesting. And then that gives uh, that gives Richmond plenty of ammo for um, the players they're trying to get in. A heap of ammo. So getting... so that'll will give them. Uh, They'll give them um, uh, eight, twelve. They lose nineteen, they're thirty, and they got next year, so they got eight and twelve and probably their first round next year does the deal for the others.
3: All right,
1: okay. we'll throw it out so there. Works, Port supporters, yeah. would you like that? It's a first-round draft pick. You get an early second round back, Man. and you get a three-time premiership player at the age of 24.
7: A no, I think loser. that's a, I think that sounds like a damn good deal to me. I'd be okay. doing that straight away. I think everyone will be happy with that. Port, uh, Richmond
1: would be happy. And you, you'd be looking uh, at that long-term because Bokey, well, we know he, he could pay that he's 45, yeah. but um, so yeah. because then you've got, like next year you would have, you've got, Ollie Wines, you have Butters in there, you have mm. Rosie, you've got Willem yeah. Drew, um, whoever Miss Roach. and if Graham goes in there and boat, oh, sorry. Uh, yeah.
4: You don't know where Farrell's gonna fit, is he a wingman or a half back? They even try Well I'm we do talking midfield though. Yeah, well wings are yeah. part of the midfield. No, no. Lead on lead. No, 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 no. I don't buy that. So he's a half back, is he?
1: No, no, I'm just saying you're talking about midfield, not wingman. It's very like very different.
3: You're
7: talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So so, and you've got Mead in there, you know, as a, yep. a junior one there, and I reckon there's someone else there off the top of my head I can't think of. Um, All
1: right. So. Let's move on then. Yeah. Uh, that looks good for Port then. People can have their say. 0427 154 166. Uh, can you please ask, Matt, this. Uh, could Port target Swans defender Lewis Mellican? He's contracted for one more year, but you'd think mm-hmm. he'd want more of an opportunity with the McCartan brothers in front of him as well. And also, now that the Swans are being linked, Aaron Francis, that's from Joey. Yeah,
7: no, that's a good point. Uh, Lewis hasn't been able to get in that team. Um, Look, he's not really the key back that they want. If if, if they want a key back, they want a 198-centimetre, 200-centimetre tight key back. And he's not. Yeah. There, he's the one I'm saying 194-ish, yeah. um, maybe. And, and, you know, they're probably looking for the same thing. Um, Francis isn't it either. Yeah. Uh, they're probably looking for the same thing. You know, McCartan just struggled on Hawkins. Yeah. Um, but he's, he's fighting out of his weight zone. Tommy playing on those blokes, mm. um, so they really haven't got one there. Rampy's not far he'd be thirty one ish at least. So you know, wouldn't think he had too much more. So they're probably looking the same. Uh, means they might want to keep Melikin, but I still don't think he's the type of player that Port really need, and they need someone bigger, stronger, taller. Uh, but try and find one. Hey, man, the like hens teeth.
4: Matt, a lot of people took note of what you said yesterday about your discussions with South Australians to get them back when you were at Adelaide and Ooh. your point that you just, in the end, you just threw your hands up. What were the players saying Ooh. back to you? Why didn't they want to come home?
7: Oh, it wasn't um, the players, the managers. I, they did, all as they would say, basically, was, no, they don't want to go back to South Australia. So, I look, I could half it. I said, you know, I did the same thing. So, in 81... Mm. Admittedly I'd be going back to the sandful, but um, you know, I ended up staying there. I really love Melbourne. Um, I like I love South Australia as well. But um I really love living in Melbourne and um I could uh, so I could relate to what these players uh you know were saying. They were they were happy. I mean I used to always have this song, but, oh no, saying, but well no, I'll not say it, i didn't were, No, don't say it. I've got a lot of text no, to get through, sexy. Matty. I
1: know you yeah. like you like the nightclubs, they were bigger and over there in those days. They were, you know, they (laughs) were.
7: Well, someone asked me once why you liked Melbourne so much over there. I said, well, in Melbourne you had options. Didn't
3: have
1: a lot of options in Adelaide. <laughs> All right, let me keep going mm. here because we've got to get to an ad break. Uh, I'm going to read this one out as a statement. It's from Steve, the mad kangaroo. Uh, oh. What's the bet Jason Horn francis comes into Rendell's talk and discussion? Well, we haven't brought it up yet, Steve. You did. No. Uh, here's a few more. Um, hang on, they're coming through that quickly. Uh, hang on. Uh, I'll give you, oh, you an update here we go, now. Here we Jordan
4: go. Degoe has re-signed with Collingwood.
1: Oh, Really?
4: What? Yeah, That's the news that's just breaking now. Jordan degoey has re-signed <laughs> yeah, at, with Collingwood. Me. Yeah, well, that, that
1: actually doesn't surprise that much. There would have been just a few adjustments. SEN and Channel 7 have reported well, that.
7: Well, Sam Edmund was reporting that the clause in his contract was they could suck him at any time. I
1: thought, well, who's signing that? Yeah, exactly. Well, I said, that's, that's ridiculous. Great news uh, for Pies fans. Let's get into these, Maddie. Sorry to be rude. Yeah, uh, Kimbo and the Pooch. Can you please ask uh, well, Matty? They've called you, Matty. Uh, yeah. If the Crows were to ring him about coming back in some format, would he take their call? We miss your talent, mate. Can you uh, you can oh, fi- yeah, you absolutely. can find a gem. Absolutely, I would. All yeah, right.
7: absolutely, I would. Um, no, I look, I'm sixty three rising, sixty four. My, my full time, full. You know, you need younger blokes in this in this cape doing it even though I still love watching the footy and all that sort of stuff, but. Um, it, it wouldn't be a long-term thing for me or the club because of my age. So uh, certainly on a part-time basis, uh, we'd love to get back into the recruiting
1: game. A uh, number of texts coming through, Roach, from uh, your tribe, saying pick eight, hell no, even with pick 19 coming back for Jack Graham. Here's another one. Uh, Crow should go after Bows from the Gold Coast. Uh, matches oh. age, size and position requirements. Can then free up no. Dawson. Should have salary cap space to cope. Should be the next Will Brodie. Thoughts? That's Steve from Vermont.
7: No, don't do that. Um, I've got some information that I'm about to
1: say Ooh. on Trade
7: Radio. I've, I've got some stuff up my sleeve. Right. I'm sorry. On bows? Oh, no. Wow. I'd like you blokes, I actually get paid by Trade Radio. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to say that <laughs> no, well, hey, we'll, we'll one.
1: I'm still working on the rat,
7: you know. The, the, the <laughs> The South Australian listening? people, I love them, and they get my gold for nothing. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, uh, that's true. Everyone we'll we'll listen? stay
1: listening. Uh, when are you on? Straight after us?
7: Yes, uh, 5 o'clock, yeah. All so right. you got news Was on bows? Oh.
3: Uh,
7: yes, uh, it's, it's a bit more complicated than you think. Right, we'll oh. listen in.
1: Oh, I tell but you it what. might, it might, might do a live cross. Some,
7: um, it, it might bring some other stuff. Okay. About, well, some things I've been thinking about for a while around Gold Coast and GWS.
3: Okay.
7: Uh, and, um, another
1: one. There's so many coming through, I'm trying to keep up with them. Is trading uh, Jack Graham out and Hopper in a sideways trade or a genuine improvement? If it's only sideways, why would you bother?
7: Well, that's that's the biggest problem, as I see it, for Richmond. If you're trying to bolster your midfield, and uh, like their clearance stuff was as bad as Collingwood's, uh, so they're trying to bolster their, their clearance work with Hopper and Taranto, but you lose one of your good ones out the other side. Mm. I think we all rate Graham pretty highly, but you can understand why he would go. And maybe they're, they might have been in second thoughts, maybe we shouldn't have contracted Cotton for another year. They're always going to. But it sort of squeezed out Graham, it sounds like, which is uh, a bit of an issue, isn't it?
1: Yep. Uh, Chopsy from Cheltenham says another guy can't hit a target inside fifty hitting the port. That is incredibly wrong. Uh, if you're talking about Jack Graham, he's usually uh, the ball yeah, is tough. Uh, Hopper wins a lot more of it. Jack doesn't win as much. Hey, Maddie, we've got to go to a break. Always appreciate the chats. Yep. We'll be tuning into Trade Radio. Big breaking story on Brody. What? What? Why no one should touch him? Or yes. Oh. Okay. All right. We'll be listening. We'll, 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 for, we'll right. be listening.
7: Why, why actually, why nobody can
4: touch even okay. with the
7: pick seven. Okay. okay. Radio. We'll right, now, in. I'm
1: intrigued now. All right, All right, we'll be tuning in. Thanks, Maddie. We'll chat to you tomorrow. Okay. Uh, Trade radio update for CMC Markets. Trade your way with CMC Markets. Visit cmcmarkets.com. What could that be?
4: I'm not going to guess on air.
1: No, no, no. That could, could, <laughs> could be litigious. <laughs> well, speaking
4: of litigious, when we come back, we'll um, go through Alistair Clarkson's statement that he's just released, and he is certainly making it well known that the allegations against him are wrong.
2: A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfours are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel All Wheel Drive.
1: You're listening to the Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. Four
5: twenty one. Stand by
1: for Trade Radio. Matt <laughs> <Yes>. Randall. <laughs> yes. He's going to drop a bomb. Well. I hope he's had it legal. <laughs> well,
6: um wait.
1: Ru- Rich, uh, not always up against the clock we are, but uh, in the middle of that conversation with Matthew Rendell, uh, statements come out from Alistair Clarkson. Can you update us there?
4: Yeah, we've, we've had more statements made against Alistair Clarkson this morning in the media, and Alistair's making it very clever that he, he says, I will not hesitate to take further steps to protect my position and reputation should that be necessary. At the moment, he's issued a statement where he says he's shocked and deeply distressed ever since this saga began with the Hawthorne internal report. He says it remains profoundly disappointing that these matters are now being widely canvassed in the public domain without the opportunity being given to me or others to give our accounts or even read the Hawthorne report to which this to this day I have not seen... The further recent publication of purported extracts from the report means I now have grave concerns that any chance of a fair process and just outcome have been seriously undermined, if not irrevocably corrupted. The failure to maintain the confidentiality of the review and further damaging public speculation means I have no option but to express publicly, in the strongest and most emphatic terms possible, that I did not behave in the manner claimed. Now, he goes through how he has had relationships with Mm. First Nations players, and he does point out, people who know me will understand how important family is to me. I have always carried this value into every organisation I have worked with. I acknowledge how difficult it is for any player, and in particular First Nations players, to tell their stories about deeply personal matters. And I respect every player who has spoken to either the ABC or Phil Hegan, who did the Hawthorne Report, as part of the Hawthorne Football Club process. Every person has their story and the right to tell it. Unfortunately, this is my editorial comment, Kim, Mm -hmm. Alistair hasn't had the same opportunity, has he? Not at all. Hasn't been been afforded. By the way, this has been
1: handled. Absolutely. And um, we're hearing a lot of stories now, and that's the trouble. It's... Yeah, you know, we are hearing that the person making these accusations is uh, not capable emotionally, he's not in a capable emotional state to uh, actually give any true clarity to what did or didn't happen.
4: But as Alistair says, everyone's entitled to have their say on it. And the unfortunate thing is that Alistair and Chris Fagan and a few others haven't even been called into this review at Hawthorne to say, well, these things are being said, we need your version of it as well. I don't know how you can present a Report to the Hawthorne board, let alone the AFL. If you're only getting one side of the story here,
1: oh, I agree, Roach. We'll stand by, there'll be more on this. Um, mm. I can't keep up with everything at the moment now. I'm just hearing in my ear that uh, my one good ear, Roach, that uh, the Pies have responded, Collingwood, to the supposed Jordan Goey signing. Oh, what are they saying? Degoey has not signed, <laughs> Channel 7 went too early. <laughs> I still oh. think he will, though. Okay, I think he will. All right, I think they can ill afford to, to lose him. But uh, who knows, Rich? Uh, tech's coming through thick and fast at the moment. <laughs> uh, guys, why wouldn't the Crows put some effort into Jack Graham? Leadership and toughness and great ball user ticks every box. Straight replacement for Sloan and moves Keys out of the midfield. To me, it's a no-brainer. I would love him there. I'm a little bit tainted or biased, whatever you want to call it. I know the family. I just think he's a ripping human. Uh, Played footy with his dad, uh, the Eagles, Geoffrey. My understanding is, uh, he sent this text, there's no name on that one. My understanding is there's just not room at the moment with the plans they have going forward. Um, And obviously there's a big commitment at the moment to Isaac Rankin. And maybe there's something even bigger happening the following year.
4: Which everyone suspects is Jason Horn Francis.
1: Now, Steve sent through a message saying, yep, lost that bet because we didn't talk about him, but you just brought it up, Roach. Well, I had to fill in the dots, yeah, didn't Yeah, you, did. so, you did. So that. what
4: you're you're hearing is that Adelaide will invest everything in Isaac Rankin this year with a five-year contract of which a lot of it will be front-ended as much as mm. $1.5 next year. So that takes care of where they are with their salary mm. issues this year, coming up next season, sorry. And then for season 2024, they have a huge, huge treasure chest to then throw at Jason Hort Francis or maybe someone else.
1: And there's meant to be a blockbuster draft next year as well in 2023. Some really good West Australian boys as well. So they could do
4: some stockpiling of draft picks as well.
1: Yep, my understanding is uh, 100% that your rumour on Jordan Sweet there's not no happening. interest there whatsoever. Not and doing anything. The one anything that Channel else. 7 dropped a week ago. Caleb Polder. Caleb Polder, definitely
2: not
4: happening. Uh, what if Caleb becomes delisted by Collingwood and they pick him up just for nothing? Need to go to a break, and we'll get to that.
2: A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfours are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson, Turbo Diesel, All Wheel Drive. You're listening to
1: the Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. Amsterdam. 4.31 and a half, should be doing the 4.30 news, we'll be a little bit late with that one, Roochie Rooch. Uh, John Casey coming up at 5 to talk basketball, the FIBA World Cup, Australia looking good, the Opals. And Roach what's happening at Allen Border Field with the Redbacks?
4: Well, we were hoping South Australia would do as they did against Queensland, but they have collapsed just in the past two overs to be now 8 for 204 against Tasmania, and they're in the 40th over, we thought. They uh, were six for a hundred and ninety on thirty-eight overs. It was a replica of the Queensland game, and mm. then they charged. No, they've lost two quick wickets. Yeah, O'Regan went we'll for two
1: hundred and four. We'll be out, all out for two hundred and twenty. Roach, that's a shame. Bitty. Quick prediction: Does he wins? Oh no, I meant what will I'll we score, make? score
4: two seventeen. 17. <laughs> uh, you're more negative than me.
1: Uh, quick text, and then we'll go to the news. Well, I'm hoping it
4: works reverse. Reverse it, did day, day. is it? Right, all right. Get a
1: little outclaws for yourself again. Uh, Kimbo and the Ruchi, uh, the AFL will name the panel to preside over the Hawthorne Football Club First Nations racism scandal next Monday. On the panel will be Warren Mundine, a politician, isn't he? Mm. He's had a long association in rugby league and AFL. He's an Indigenous First Nations man. That's from Adam we well, stand by. Let's hope that Kenny finds a resolution sooner than later. Indeed. Uh 433, time for the 430
2: news. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson, Turbo Diesel, All-Wheel Drive. You're listening to the Run
1: Home with Kimbo and the Rooch.
2: Amsterdam.
1: Seven Hump Day Wednesday afternoon Kimbo on the roach uh, thanks to the Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel it's in stock now Quick text roach we're talking about Jason Horn Francis you were um, well, we both were boys Horn Francis is no moral to go to the Crows Port will have their strategy to bring him to Alberton you can't just assume that he will come to Adelaide just because they want him that's from Lindsay
4: mm, but Lindsay where does Jason Horn Francis want to be? That's the first question that has to be answered.
1: And it's interesting listening to some of the trade radio conversations about the heads of agreement that are signed mm-hmm. prior to players going at times, yes. even if it's a year or two years out. Yes. Not saying he's done that. Yep. We'll wait and see. We don't want to talk about that. G'day, Steve, for the next 12 <laughs> months, do we? Uh, Roots, let's go back to Joel Selwood because he's arguably the greatest captain ever. Who's been the greatest captain in the modern era?
4: Uh, I th- think of three players immediately and they're not necessarily ones with premierships although the first two are Voss and Hodge but I, I think Paul Kelly at Sydney also needs to be. I ignored. loved him. You've got to acknowledge his work as captain.
1: Uh, yeah. It's funny Cam Mooney did one a year ago he yeah. did his top five best captains for the past 20 years. Yeah. Uh, now no Joel Selwood in this because he was still playing at right. the time. Uh, what time did he do it? Oh no no sorry I apologise this was 2015. So, and, and
4: you can't even dismiss Tom Harley for the way in which he changed the culture at Geelong to get three flags.
1: Well, Cam Mooney did this in 2015. He went, yep. Wayne Carey won. Forget yeah, about for everything player. else. Oh, no, no, no but he would get everyone yeah, on yeah, the shoulders, boys. Yeah, gotcha. He was inspirational. Michael Voss, he had it too. Absolutely. Yep. He had Luke Hodge at three. Yep, can see that. He had Mark Rasciuto, very similar to yep. Wayne Carey. Yep. And Tom Harley at five.
4: Yeah, Tom Harley should be in the list. Mm.
1: Who's the greatest uh, captain ever in the modern era? You can have your say. Send a text Ooh. 0427 This was Joel Selwood after announcing his retirement, saying how he's going to miss playing with the boys.
5: It's the people you play with. It's the front row. It's the people you play with. They, I mean, and that's not a stat, but... Well, Hawks is a stat. We played over 300 games together, but, which is ridiculous. It's that. But it's... Um, yeah. I can't put it into a, you know, a number thing for you, but I just love playing with boys.
1: With the boys. Um, wonderful human. Wonderful family. Yeah. Here's a little story, something on a lighter note, Rich. I'm not sure if you heard this. This was at the press conference today, but he was talking about grand final night, the celebrations, and he needed to um, get an Uber to go home, and he, a young lady called Emily was the Uber driver.
5: There's a young pea-plater girl that had been uh, at the pub. Her name was Emily. Um, and I asked Emily if she could drop me home, and I jumped in the car, and I asked her how her day was, and she... She wasn't in the best of moods, to be honest. She, it was a busy day at the pub, Bowenheads pub, and, um... She didn't really pick up who I was Uh, at the time. She asked me how my day was and I said it was actually pretty good. Uh, And then uh, she said, what did I get up to? I said, I actually uh, played in the game today. And uh, she still hadn't picked up who I was, which was a nice thing. Um, And then uh, she asked for my name and then she started swearing at herself. we picked up the key, we drove back to the car, and I told Emily that I actually have the cup in the car. And would she like a photo? Um, and uh, she got her photo, and uh, she drove back home to Geelong.
1: <laughs> what a ripper. Oh, wow. Apologies, not an Uber driver. Wow. Worked at the hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pea later, obviously, and allowed to have a drink then. Uh, nice little story there, Roach. He's an absolute ripper. Just a quick one before we get into who's won the club champion so far uh, for 2022. Jack Gunston. Really interested in this. There's a there's a bit of history now between Hawthorne players heading up to Brisbane. We saw Luke Hodge, Grant Birchall.
4: Well, they know Chris Fagan's up there. Well, that's hope he's still up there. Yeah, I think he will be.
1: Uh, Jack Gunson. It looks like it's going to happen. He was at a presentation, I think, involving uh, Racing Victoria. It's just that change of lifestyle that, that does appeal, and um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what we end up on. Obviously, Hodge and Birchall have done it before, so. Uh, I've had a lot of chats with those guys, maybe in the coming days or early next week. Um, Hawthorne
5: Footy Club have been awesome for me. They've given me the time and the space and, uh, to make a call. Obviously, a lot, of, a lot of challenges this year for myself and my family, and, and we're just making the right call all
1: together. And, and what's going to be best for us going forward.
4: There's that Josh Dunkley line, change of lifestyle. What's well, beautiful up there, Roach. So you tell me.
1: <laughs> Not a bad forward line if he goes up there. Uh, Lincoln McCarthy. Charlie Cameron, Eric Hipwood, Joe Danaher, Jack Gunston. Mm. It's got a nice ring to it. Uh, Tommy Lynch won the Best and Ferris at Richmond uh, last night. Um, let's hear from, before we get into that, Rich, let's hear from his coach about what could have been during the final series.
0: If we as coaches and players can fix a few minor yet important errors in the game, we win it. Then we play a slightly out of form and somewhat sore Melbourne in front of a hostile environment filled with Tiger fans who haven't seen us play in a final at the G since 2019. Where would the final have gone from there? Geelong. And I don't have to remind anyone in this room what our track record is against the Cats on the biggest stage. When there's a Tiger Army, writhing sea of yellow and black in the stands, it really could have been us again. But the fact of the matter was it wasn't. That's the cruel reality of our game. But the Harster's emotions are what also continue to motivate us and push us forward. We all must work that bit harder. The people in this room and watching at home must cheer that bit louder. Our players, we must train that bit longer. That's who we are. That's what Richmond people do. In 2023, people, we take the stairs. Thank you.
1: We take the stairs, we climb. The lift.
4: Yeah, okay, interesting, Damien. Very, very interesting. Um, a Tom lot of Lynch, ifs there,
1: a lot of ifs. Yeah, Tom Lynch uh, won the BNF by one vote over Daniel Rioli, who's been a mild sensation since going back to half-back. Mm. He's reinvented himself. Just update us, Roach, on who's picked up the other BNFs around the nation.
4: And while I was doing that, I was having a look at who polled the most votes in the Brownlow medal. Now, I mean, they're different voting systems, mm. they're different criteria that clubs have, but it was always interesting to have a look. Now, you're not going to be surprised at Gold Coast. Tuke Miller won the best and fairest, and, of course, he's in the leaderboard of the Brownlow medal. No shock there. GWS, I'm pleased to say Sam Taylor got the club champion. Oh, he's a beauty. Who do you think got the most votes in the Brownlow?
1: Um, oh, in the Brownlow, gee, it's only a couple of weeks ago, Rich. Um, it was Josh Kelly. Oh, right, yep.
4: North Melbourne, Jai Simkin mm. takes the award at Clubhouse. Davies Uniacki gets the Brownlow votes. Would have got that one. Richmond, Tom Lynch, as you mentioned, who was their best poller at the Brownlow? Uh, Bond. Dion Prestia, oh, who is important consistent. to the way they set yep. up. St Kilda, Jack Sinclair gets the club champion. Jack Steele gets the Brownlow votes. West Coast, North well, hold 15, <laughs> collectively, Roach. Well, and, Tom and Josh Burras. Kennedy left with,
3: yes. led with eight.
4: And Tom Barras won the club champion. How would you like him at Port Adelaide? Yeah, well, if you can arrange it. No, he's a beauty. But it's interesting, isn't it, that the different style of player that wins the club champion compared to the Brownlow votes.
1: Which is the better indicator of how the season went for an individual? Ah, uh, no,
4: I want to give. No, I haven't had time to do this yet, but what I'd like to do is when we get every club champion, then compare it with the coaches' award and see if there are wild variations.
1: Who wins yours this year?
4: Well, Connor Rosey's going to blitz, mm. isn't he? You got Sam Palpepper Pepper in there as well. Uh, they would be the two that will fight it out, surely.
1: Adelaide, Roy Laird, Jordan You'd Dawson. think so? Yep. Yep. You would think Taylor Walker would be
4: up there? Yes, he polled the most in the parallel in the the right.
1: as well. I, uh, we mentioned our Channel 7 got that little scoop earlier, being down at Albert and Oval. Well, I reckon the news director at Nine's got the whip out. That's what they do, Roach. They hate getting out scooped. Emma Henderson yes. from uh, the newsroom at Channel 9, I don't know Emma, must be a newbie, has caught up with Jack Graham. He says he's happy at Richmond, but hasn't ruled out returning to play for a South Australian side. A South Australian side. A South Australian side. Well, you'd mm. say that to keep all options open, wouldn't you? And you're saying the door won't open at Adelaide? My understanding. I'd add a few sherbets though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hi, Kimba and Roach. Here's a so what, 85%? <laughs> <laughs> Why well, you've got a few mentions here, Jack uh. Graham. They want a percentage. Oh, no, I'm
4: not going there. I haven't talked to anyone yet. Come,
1: well, Roach, come on.
4: No. Oh. I Look, last time I was there, they said they were really confident. And I won't use the quote that we've talked about privately that came from no. Alberta. But if, if you had come back from that conversation, what percentage would have you put on it? And the way they spoke about it at Alberton that day? I can't answer that, Roach. Well,
1: they were pretty confident, Kim. Well, it depend, we'll depends. your relationship good with these people you work with? Oh, it was the highest or, order. Or do they like throwing you under the bus? The highest order! Well, hey... Well, that's either Chris Davies or Matthew Richards. He's very high up. Or, or Daniel Norton. <laughs> <laughs> Where is Norton? See, he was imagine. at Adelaide never, Oval the other day. We never hear from him anymore. He's very busy. Since the women's team uh, came into the competition.
4: It's a very demanding league. You've got oh, to yeah. get everything right. It's an expansion team.
1: Got to go to a break. Here's a text from Mark in Perth. G'day, Marky Mark. I oh, see um, last night, oh, the na- lad's name eludes me. They had their Sandover medal
4: last night. Oh, and you know who's moving to the West as well. South Fremantle was announced Jordan Gallucci, Gallucci. Is going to the WAFL. The Gooch. Very so nice. Sandover. Oh,
1: well, I just said I can't remember his name. That helps. Oh, it's, it's not someone out of the AFL
4: system. OK. All right.
1: Uh, this is Mark says Will be interesting to see whether the Crows select one of the reportedly very good WA lads next year. Given the likely move of Frampton to Collingwood, I suspect he'll put in a much bigger effort for his new club. Once he gets to live in Melbourne. Oh, I, no, I don't subscribe to that, Mark. Appreciate the text. I think Billy gave all he had. And all players do. 99% of
4: them do. Did you hear Bryce Gibbs this morning? No. so He's done a list I was of asleep. tall defenders Port Adelaide should chase. You put Billy Frampton in it. Did he? <laughs> Look, this is the first time that Bryce has done
1: breakfast. When you're sleep deprived, Rouge, you say the weirdest things. Uh, do John? Oh, here we go. Do John Worsfold and Bruce Lindsay play golf? Both great captains. Arthur from Harndorf. Arthur. Oh, Arthur's. He's jumping. Oh, I think he spent the afternoon in the Harndorf mill. What's that got to do with it? Do John Worsfold and Bruce Lindsay play golf? Both great captains. Am I missing something there? Beyond me. All right, we'll work it out during the break.
2: A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfours are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to the Run Home with Kimbo
1: and the Roots.
2: Great to have
6: your
1: company on a Wednesday afternoon for. 53. This is the run home, thanks to Balfers. No matter your club's colours, Balfers are for the game. Hard to keep up with everything today. Route. But going on. Uh, there's some news on Jack Gunson. We we're just talking about him.
4: But he's apparently told Hawthorne, that's it. I'm out and I'm looking for a new club, which we all know is Brisbane. So well he's told them it's Brisbane, yeah. apparently. That's what's yeah. being reported now. Text has
1: come through from Nicole. We talked about the greatest captains in the modern era. Fairly hard to uh, argue with what Nicole has done here. Kim and Roach, top five AFL captains since 2000, includes those playing up to 2022. Number one, Michael Voss. Now, I haven't got the statistics here, Roach, but my memories of Vossie and the way he went about it as a leader, he's certainly in the argument. Number two, Joel Selwood. Hmm. Number three, Paul Kelly. Good. This one's interesting. Number four. James Hurd, number five, Scott Pendlebury. No one can argue these five captains were and are great on-field leaders. That's from Nicole. I have to look up Hurdy's record as a captain. I know he's a great and inspirational captain. He's highly respected by all his teammates. Uh, Someone sent through a message, read the Sandover medal. Thank you, whoever's done the... Oh, Mark in Perth. Thanks, Mark. Um, It was won by Blaine Bockhurst. From uh, my East Fremantle Sharks just down the road. Uh, Don't have details on his age and whether he's in the draft. Uh, We might check that out. Um, What a ridiculous comment made about Billy Frampton from a text. Whoever sent that, I wonder how his AFL career is going. Billy is my friend and I'll now be able to support him properly when he moves to Collingwood. Uh, Go get it, Billy. I'm proud of you. Oh, that's from Annie. Get a Annie. Yeah, oh, no, that was uh, Mark. I think he gave all his all for the Adelaide Crows. Played a cracker against St Kilda, and you thought maybe the pennies dropped, mm. yep. uh, but just couldn't maintain it. So.
4: Collingwood are viewing him as a defender to yeah. take the roughhead role rather than as a backup ruckman, which was the original thought that was being spoken of. Uh,
1: good friend Louis, who is a fanatical Port supporter, says, I'll be thrilled with Jack Graham, boys. Right age, great leader, good player, premiership player, three-time premiership player. Uh, That makes our midfield rotations, Wines, Rosie, Butters, Graham, and Boak. Throw in in Jason Horn, francis in there in 2024 and the new head
4: coach will be licking his lips. Mm. What did you say South Australia would make?
1: I said 220.
4: Wow. All out for 220.
1: It scares me sometimes. Oh, what does he make? It scares me. I see things.
4: (laughs) Tell me what Tasmania's going to do. Um... It smashes. Oh, dear.
1: Yeah, we'll be 1-1. Rucci. Yes, hello. Here we go. Rucci's percentage calculator is no better than Chris Davies' percentage calculator. <laughs> Three premierships in five years, and that's not Mario. <laughs> hey. Still alive. Yeah, you, you're still a chance. That's right. It's not mathematically eliminated yet. Have a good trade and draft, Roach, and three yeah. on the
4: trot. Hey, what did they say of Richmond when they oh. were floundering in 2016? I've put up
1: with a lot from Port supporters during the playing days, being at school, being bullied when you're back for you Torrance. Bullied. Well, when you talk football, people really? back in the day, Roach, and they start saying we've won 27 premierships. How many have you won? I'll go. I've never even seen a final. <laughs> Um, oh, if you yeah. won three in a row, it'll be painful. it would be painful. Starting with my sister. I'd never hear the end of it. Uh, Buddy, great player and career, but missed opportunity to do a Selwood. That's from Greg. Thoughts, Rich, on that? I mean, he kicked 50 goals this year. He's got every right to go yeah. on.
4: That wasn't the easiest forward play to work no, to no, on I the grand final.
1: Plugger could have been there, and I don't think it would have mattered. No. But two poor games in his last three
4: well that's not right off a champ Mm. he'll be there next year
1: Rory Bloody Sloan is the greatest that's a text we'll take that as a statement he has been a wonderful player for the Adelaide Football Club can he come back Where
4: where's Shannon Hearn fit in captain seats?
1: no I don't think he'd get in the conversation would he? okay would he or not? was that a bit harsh? maybe a bit harsh You've been mm. a very good leader. You have to look at the uh, stats, Roach. Hi, boys. Can the Crows trust Justin Reid not to stuff the trade period oh, up again? here we go. Here we go. Um, yeah. I saw Reedy over in Melbourne.
4: I think it's going to be very difficult to put the cards on the table for Isaac Rankin, is it?
1: I think they've done the hard work. So uh, I'm
4: fascinated what Matt Randall's about to I say like, on trade we were, radio.
1: Remember we were working at A and uh, Sparkle Narkel got taken at 10 and I think Adelaide went, f- did they go for Lever? And he comes a year draft, out. Was it was that it? one or not? Oh, Kim. Oh. Kim, the and
4: fog comes up on remembering these.
1: Uh, Rowie was going bunter about not picking Narkle. Now people can get him for nothing.
4: Yeah, delisted by Geelong yeah. today. And you can
1: only call yeah. it as you said. I'm not having a crack yeah. at, at Stephen there, but we all thought he was going to be very special, Quentin
4: Narkle. Well, he was early. Yeah.
1: Uh, and he was okay two years ago. Mm. Is Narkle worth a look at? You can get him for nothing. That's from Renee. I know Renee's a port supporter.
4: Well, they'll definitely have a look. I'd look at him if I was Port or crows. Yeah. but you'd want to you want to work out why it didn't continue on as well, wouldn't you? Um,
1: Louis has said here two ex two time Premiership player Kimbo injured in two thousand and nineteen. Who was that referring to? I've had short term memory loss.
4: Lost me. Where was okay. that on the
1: uh, captains list, Louis? Just explain that one sent through.
4: What's what's he said again?
1: Two. Um, oh, hang on. I've got to find it. Uh, Two. Two-time Premiership player, Kimbo, injured 2019. What were we talking about? The stats of from Nicole's list, were we?
4: No, I'm lost on that one. We yeah. need more data on that one. Thank
1: you. Yeah, apologies. Um, another text while well, we can reach before we get into the 5 o'clock news. And John Casey. Uh, here we go. Boys, don't forget about Trent Jamon in the middle on a wing. Uh, that's from Mickle. He did pretty well, Trent Jamont of getting that injury.
4: Yep. Very handy.
1: Yeah. He uses the ball really Very well. Handy. Uh, boys, done deal for me with Graham. Get him in. Lindsay. Uh, so Jack Graham getting a lot yep. of support. That's what the trade does in the draft route. It gives you hope. So we say yes, get him in. And then I don't want to blaspheme, but someone else says uh, Chris with an extra letter on it. No. So let's say hell no. That's a catastrophically terrible trade for Port. Dude's a role player, third rounder at best. That was when Matt Rendell said, give pick eight and get pick 19 back. Three-time premiership player at the age of 24.
4: Leadership qualities, 24 years of age. Can uh, do the Travis Boak role yeah. for
1: years to come, maybe. Yeah,
4: you've got to look at the bigger picture, not just the player himself, but what he then brings into that unit yeah. and what it releases. Your point about having an in-and-under player who gets Butters and Connor Rosey Moving and doing damage as they should as the midfielders hitting the scoreboard. That's how you. That's how you have to assess it. Not just the play you bring in, but what it brings to the whole group. Yeah, and he's a quality human.
3: Uh,
1: it's a minute past uh, five. Rich, we've gone through our whole show nearly, and we haven't mentioned Matt Crouch, John Casey coming up next. I'm still full of the holy gra- Three minutes past five on a Wednesday afternoon. This is the run home, thanks to Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. Been a good show so far, Rooch. We've worked out what Louis was sending through. Not about captains? No. Oh. Jack Graham, I apologise. I've been getting it wrong, saying he's won three flags for the whole show. Nice. Um, he missed. He had that shoulder where he tried to get through. He was so courageous Sorry. in the prelim final. Yeah. So uh, Louis just sent through. Jack Graham, you've been saying he's won three flags for the whole show. Not that it matters much. Well, yeah, it does. We want to get it right. Thanks for that, uh, Louis. Talking of getting it right, the Opals certainly did. We spoke did they with- ever? John Casey, who is the voice of basketball, yesterday, he was up and about. He said, all I want tonight is for Australia to beat Japan and Serbia to beat France. Well, his wish was granted. his command. Is that the right saying? His wish was granted. Oh, I'm bugging to if I know. Let's go to Case. Hello, Johnny.
0: <laughs> G'day there, Kimbo. How are you, Ruth?:
4: <laughs> Very well, John.
1: Getting muddled up with my metaphors then. Um, a pretty special night. They worked out perfect for the Opals.
0: Yeah, it couldn't have worked out any better for them. Uh, Serbia beating France, and, uh, of course, uh, that opened the door for Australia then to beat Japan, and they were good enough to do that and finish top of the pool and now get through to uh, the slightly easier route, as they say in America, to the uh, the finals. And let's hope that um, a day off today and all the Opals and the former Opals got together in a special celebration today and um, that they're primed to go uh, when they hit the quarterfinal action uh, tomorrow night. Well,
4: John, your crystal ball has been so good so far. Let's map this out and tell us where the Opals stand in their quest for glory. How does this go step by step?
0: So tomorrow there are four quarterfinals. The first of them is on at 11.30am Adelaide time. You can catch it on ESPN. The USA plays Serbia. And then the next quarterfinal is Puerto Rico and Canada. Uh, China and France follow. And then Belgium and Australia is the last of the quarterfinals at 8 p.m. tomorrow night, South Australian time. And of course, the four winners uh, go through to the semi finals, and the four losers fall by the wayside. And uh, yeah, so Australia, their semi final opponent is going to be China or France, ah, is the way that it unfolds. Yeah. Uh, and the USA should defeat Serbia. It's hard to see anyone beating Serbia, uh, beating the USA at the moment. I actually uh, have been researching them today, and they've just been phenomenal at this tournament. Uh, quite incredible their record. And you know, you could make an argument that the United States women's basketball team is the most dominant sporting team ever in history. It's just extraordinary. They haven't lost. The USA has women haven't lost a game at the olympics for 30 years and they haven't lost a world championship game in 16 years oh, and I'll give the, you I'll give you a contender world
4: I'll give you a contender for the argument yes don't forget the indian men's hockey team went for decades
0: without losing yes that's true so they're up there as well yeah. but um yeah i mean In a sport such as basketball, which is perhaps a little bigger in terms of over 200 countries in the world playing and every country liking the idea of them being very good at basketball, the fact that they've won the last seven Olympic gold medals, I think, is just extraordinary. And uh, as I say, yeah, they've broken records here, highest ever score. They got 145 against Korea. They got 121 Mm. yesterday Mm. against uh, lesser opposition, Bosnia and Herzegovina. But their results here... Um, You know, they beat Belgium by 15 at the start. Then they beat Puerto Rico by 64. China was only a 14-point game, And Korea, they beat by 76. And then Bosnia and Herzegovina by 62 yesterday. But uh, they've just been outstanding. They've dropped one quarter. So they played 20 quarters of basketball and China is the only team that's been able to take a quarter off them and that was just a one-quarter ball game. But I have to say, having watched China and the USA, they played on Saturday. I watched the replay today. China, this may be the best Chinese team that they've ever had as well. So if Australia are good enough to beat Belgium, and they are hot favourites because Belgium have lost their key player, Emma Messerman, who was in the top five players at the last World Championships and came here as a legitimate superstar. Um, She's been injured with a carp injury and isn't playing anymore in the tournament. So they are down. It's like us in Tokyo. We were down Liz Cambage. Well, they are down their starting centre and dominant player. So on paper, Australia should get through. But when you get to this quarterfinal stage, it's really nervous because this is the diabolical situation of the tournament. If you win your quarterfinal, you play off for a medal. If you lose, you go home empty-handed. Yeah. Now, you could still go home empty-handed if you win because you, might, uh, may not, you may lose the bronze medal. You may lose your semi and then lose the bronze playoff. But uh, this is what happened to Australia at, um, at the Olympics in Rio where we lost in the quarterfinals by two points when the game we were expected to win and we were heartbroken. So I just hope that they are, and I'm sure they are, they're ready to go. Hopefully Beck Allen will be back uh, playing tomorrow night and they can get the better of Belgium and then they go through. But likelihood is that they're going to be playing China because I I really can't see France beating China. Uh, China are one of the most well-drilled, competitive most even teams. They are the best team at this World Cup. And when I say they're the best team, the USA have the most talent. There's no doubt about that. But if you look at the statistical information that's available, no team is better than China in getting contributions from all 12 players. And they are relentless. Mm. And they've underachieved, I think it has to be said. They haven't won a medal at the World Cup since it was last year in Australia in 1994. So China, while they have been an international power in basketball, they really have underachieved in recent times. And, you know, at, at the Olympics, they've only ever won the silver medal in Barcelona and the bronze medal in 1984 as well. And as I say, you have to go way back to 1994 for their last medal at a World Cup. So they had an opportunity last year in Tokyo and they blew it because... They finished fifth there, but they lost their quarter final. And as I was talking about how brutal it is at quarter final stage, they led Serbia by nine points at three quarter time and got beaten. And that, if they had won through there, they would have been expected to medal and probably play in the gold medal game against the USA. And it's looming that that is the likely scenario here because it would be very hard for Australia to beat China on what I saw today. But We've certainly got the job done so far, and I'm not writing them off. In fact, it's always a glass half full for the Opals, and who knows what will happen.
1: Shame on you for not knowing that hockey record earlier too, Case. Hang your head in shame. Uh, who, who, <laughs> yeah. star- who starred for the Opals last night? Who got the job done? Uh, who starred?
0: Who, start, oh, who yep. starred for the Opals last night? Well, look, as it has been for most of the tournament, it was a great team effort. I mean, Sammy Whitcomb finished with the top score and game-high 15, hit four threes in the game. But Tolo 14, uh, Tess Madgen had 10. Kayla George was the interesting one because they demoted her to the bench. And she is a player who rides on confidence, and there was sort of some speculation that her going to the bench may not have sat too well with such an experienced campaigner and someone who's used to being a dominant player in the lineup. But she took it in a stride, uh, led the game in rebounding, really answered the call. And, you know, the, the Opal spoke a lot coming into this tournament about that they changed the culture after what had happened in Tokyo or prior to Tokyo in terms of the culture around the team and et cetera. And they've tried to address that. And they, really, they, they talked the talk for a lot. And in that first game against France, the sisterhood as they're calling it wasn't really evident. There was a, I thought that there was a you know they looked a little disjointed and certainly weren't engaged uh, with one another. but immediately they lost that game to France, they bounced back the next game and I saw a completely different outfit and since then they've been playing as a team and everyone has stepped up and, the, and they've, they've done a really good job of it. So um, without Beck Allen for the last two games, they've beaten Japan, they've beaten Canada. And now they' get to face Belgium and for a chance to move through to the semifinals. So everyone is playing well at the moment. Players have been up and down in terms of not being consistent. Uh, but from here on in, the players uh, really can't afford to be up and down. you You're going to have to everyone's going to have to bring their best. but um Sandy Brondello's done an excellent job in terms of coaching. She's even changed her style to a certain degree. Uh, they all seem on the same page, and there just seems a sense of destiny. You, you know what it's like when you're playing a World Cup or an Olympics is in your own backyard at your country, that those host nations seem to do well. We see it all the time in the Olympic medal count. And I think here in Australia, if we do get that, that dream semi final of Australia against China, uh, the China versus US game had the biggest crowd so far here at the tournament. But if it's Australia versus China in the semi finals, then that is going to be an awesome night Here at the Sydney Superdome, Uh, it's going to be it'll be prime time, 7:30 on Friday night. Uh, Probably going to clash with the AFLW there in Adelaide. So uh, you've sent Aaron back, haven't you? Two screens. Well, I'm, yeah, of course, you will be there. We'd Damn. love to have her here. She does a great job. But can't be in two places at once. She, she is fantastic and she's magnificent, but I don't know if she could pull that off. Uh, Case, we always <laughs>
1: appreciate your time. Quarterfinal action tomorrow night, the Opals take on Belgium, 8 o'clock Adelaide time at the Sydney Superdome. Just quickly, got to go to an ad break, but the, you mentioned the crowds. If the crowd's been good, what type of numbers are we getting?
0: Well, overall, the biggest crowd has been just under 10,000. And overall, there's about 30,000 fans have been through uh, the doors to see the Australians play. And hundreds of thousands watching on ESPN has been outstanding, uh, you know, for the network and also in terms of the people watching. So I think it's going to get even bigger. And, you know, we might even have 20,000 fans there. It's semi-final if it's Australia v. China. We'll look forward to that. What's the capacity?
1: Uh, it holds just over twenty. Okay, so twenty would
0: be. So huge. Um, yeah. And the noise will be raucous because the Chinese fans make a whole lot of noise. They get out the flags and the drums and the bells. And the Australians, the support here has been as good as I've ever seen, probably the best I've seen since the Sydney Olympics. So the Aussie fans have been getting right behind our Opals as well, which is great.
1: John Casey uh, heading up the ESPN coverage. You can see it all live on KO. gets underway at 8 o'clock tomorrow night. Hey, well done, Case, and good luck to the girls.
0: Thanks very much, guys. Go Opals. Well yeah, done, John. John
1: Casey, he loves it, he lives it, he breathes it, Roach. Yes, yeah,
4: so I can assure you that Aaron Phillips is at Adelaide Oval now. Oh, they're training now? We're going down what, to have Adelaide Oval. What team will might, be out there? Might have, a,
1: might have a kick myself, Roach. We'll get out there.
4: <laughs> Put the togs on. Let's not interfere with their practice.
1: Uh, a number of people now sending through Jack Graham missed the 19 granny through injury. He is only a two time Premiership winner. Still a bloody good effort. That's yes. Joe from Brompton. Yeah, my bad. Sorry. I do remember the injury that he played with. Uh, I think it was a shoulder, wasn't it, Root? I, so. I say I remember yeah. it. I can see him in the prelim final when he was. Um, mm. Was it the prelim final or the qualifying final?
4: Oh, I'd have to look it up. Yeah, anyway, well, I, like- I
1: can yep. remember. It was courageous. He got them through to the grand final. Yes. Uh, we talked about Lever and Natai- Nakai Cockatoo. Crows traded back to get Lever and Geelong took Nakai Cockatoo. That's Mark and Tassie. Ghetto Mark. Yep. Yeah, and uh, a lot of people were disappointed. I think. Adelaide got it right, just couldn't keep Jakey Boy here. Mm, he's That's the got trouble. Got the money and his premiership medal. Yeah, he got both. Nice. Uh, yes, uh, much to the. And just for the record, Kim, mm, India,
4: eight Olympic gold medals from 1928 in men's hockey. They were just unbeatable.
1: Mm. Mike, watch some of the, uh, the highlights tonight, Rich. Well, you will enjoy them. Nearly 5.21. We love the support we get from Hyundai
4: and Balfours. Breaking news at Essendon. Indeed. Brad Scott, the former North Melbourne coach, has agreed to be interviewed by the Bombers. So we might have an announcement in the next week or so. Yeah,
1: I think it's his if he wants it, Roach. Hey, we're going to finish on a, a serious night. Now, we, we can tell you that everything ended up OK, but this would have been horrifying for the young lady involved, who is Alicia uh, Carnavas. Or Cannabis, I should say, a former Matilda player, retired now. She's 37 years of age. She was on SEN last night. It was around 10:30, being interviewed by Simon Hill, the voice of uh, soccer, uh, on SEN radio show called The Global Game. She was parked on Temp- Temple Street in Cuparoo, uh, Cuparoo, uh, in Queensland, when there was an attempted hijacking. This all happened live on air. We're,
2: we're, we're coming unstuck a bit.
0: Yeah, I think Claire Wheeler has yeah. has been uh, talked about. It. <laughs> I have no idea what has gone on there, Are you all right, um, Are you okay? and I really hope Alicia is mm. okay.
6: Uh, that's a very scary moment. It's just happened live and air. We'll try and get back in touch yeah, yeah. with yeah, okay. Alicia.
1: That was a horrifying moment for the young lady involved. Uh, police have investigated. They said a group of at least five men pulled up alongside the footballer's car in a VW Passat on Temple Street, as I mentioned, in Uh, uh The males attempted to open the door, with one of them provi- producing a knife and yelling at the woman through the closed driver's side window. Um, they were unable to gain entry and the vehicle was locked and uh, they returned back into their VW Passat before leaving onto Bennett's Road. An investigation has taken place. Please call police on 131 That's for our Brisbane audience if you're listening. Thankfully, let it be a lesson to everyone. You should just have your doors locked all the time when you jump into a car. Mm. We live in a different world, but that would have been horrifying, and I hope those they catch... Those five men involved, what a Dude. gutless and pathetic act that was. Yep, all right, a serious note, but uh, it happened on our network. It's been on all the news services today. And we are so thankful. While she was incredibly shaken, no harm has mm. occurred. Well, that wraps it up, Roach. I can do a quick text from our good mate, uh, Johnny Kaye at Kensington. We're talking about some of the great captains, Roach, after the retirement of Joel Selwood. Uh, Johnny Kaye says, hi, gurus. Guys, Spud Frawley was a great captain without all the b- bells and whistles. Not the greatest one of all the greats. And you can also add to that a group called Paul Bagshaw and Russell Ebert.
4: Mm, yes, indeed.
1: There's been plenty. Indeed, right. well see Are said. we in the home straight yet? No, we've got a minute to go. Who's know. joining us tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow, Rooch, we'll be joined by Adam Zampa. Ooh. All right, we've got Crickets the ICC to happen isn't it? Yeah, yeah. the World Twenty Twenty Championships yeah. happening here in Australia. There'll be, I think, there's three games, a few finals, I think, in Adelaide. Good. Yeah, around November. So Adam Zamper will join us, and uh, Matty Rendell will join us again. And of course, as always, Novak Djokovic has said he'll be on the show tomorrow. I
4: think we're done, Roach. Oh, the joke is committed again. No, well, we're, we're trying to
1: contact him. Right. Um right. I'm done, Rooge. I think Very that's good. it. Very good. I was Just trying quite, to find if there was another disturbing text.
4: listening to that audio. Oh, it was awful.
1: Uh, shouldn't the AFL lawyers be telling people to stop commenting on the Hawthorne matter? There is no leadership whatsoever in that pathetic oh, I don't, institution. I don't think
4: the AFL lawyers can stop people making public comment. No. Not, not the law. Exactly, and certainly not uh, Alistair Clarkson. Yeah.
1: I, we'll do it all again tomorrow. Have a great Wednesday evening.
4: Good night, everyone.